Hello and welcome to Say When, a geeky podcast, episode 29, wherein we have grand plans to discuss both Revenge of the Sith and Solo. But before we do that, let's get started with Frankie. Melissa, how are y'all doing this evening? I am doing great. Um, Tonight's reduced ums are brought to you by Seven Moons Red Blend Wine. Perfect. Which is not a paid sponsor, but I will say it's delicious. That's wonderful. And you, Frankie? <laughs> Doing great. You know, back into the swing of things. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, so Doing real good. Looking Do forward to some fall weather, actually. You say but, those words like they're supposed to mean something. Fall weather. Because it I'm was actually, 95 here, so. Yeah, we kind of skip usually from summer straight into winter. We don't get a true fall here. Yeah, in South well, Carolina. I'm, well, I mean, I'm it's several hours north, and it was it was actually 97 here. Oh, yes. wow. Okay, okay. Well, there you go. Well, I mean, it was like no. I mean, the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, when you're talking about seasons in South Carolina, you have almost summer, summer, not quite, or yeah, not quite summer and Christmas. That's yes. it. Or almost summer, summer football and Christmas. Whatever, however you want to break it up, but yeah. Or you do what I do, and you just go to the mountains at any opportunity. So for the past two weekends, I've gone up to North Carolina and the upstate, which is usually about five degrees cooler. Mm. So it's 90. (laughs) Nice. A brisk 90 degrees. Yes. You needed a sweater, baby. I don't know how you survived. But you get to, like, frolic in the waterfalls and... If you're frog. kayaking, you she's can like frog. hang a foot or an arm over. Oh, so wait, cool are you guys? She's frog rain. Getting rain because we there's no frolicking in the river here. There's frolicking dry riverbeds. <laughs> <laughs> we have gotten a little bit of rain that I guess was, uh, you know, we had that big storm. We had a hurricane. Big hurricane. It missed us. I mean, it missed us. I mean, you know, like we didn't get any rain from the hurricane. Wow. None. Well, you know, hurricane season's not over. You'll get your chance, I'm sure. You know, don't sound so disappointed. (laughs) We'll probably have another day out for it or something. I don't know. Well, there's not a whole lot going on with news and notables, I don't think. I beg to differ. Oh, okay. I sent you an email today or a message today. I sent both of you a message. Frankie didn't respond, but you did, Sally. Um, So the NBC Universal Streaming Service. right, right. Because said, everyone I believe they released service. it today. Um, it's going to be called Peacock. Mm-hmm. That's so creative. Um, they're actually going to include a reboot of Uh-oh. Battlestar Galactica. I blacked that out. I blanked it out of my mind. Sorry. <laughs> I'm kind of excited. We don't know a whole lot about it. But, you know, I, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with it. Because I really enjoyed both of those series for the most part mm-hmm, mm-hmm. old and the most recent frankie how did you feel about that how do you feel about that in a reboot of bsg i would be fine with it here's here's my problem there's too many streaming there's going to be too many streaming services okay well let's leave that aside how do you feel well, about so, so, a reboot would, of bsg i would be excited it's i would i would watch it mm-hmm. but i'm but if it were easily easier to access, how's that? Yeah, so. I mean, 
it's hard to just keep adding all these different services. Right. Right. Because I'm not doing the CBS one for Star Trek. You're going to miss that. But if you you have cable, then you know that it's really expensive. And so even to have, you know, five or six streaming services is cheaper than having cable these days. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it won't be so bad. I don't know what they're going to charge for it, but I'm definitely going to be looking into it just for at least long enough to watch Battlestar Galactica and see how, how I like it. Um. The only other we don't have a lot of movies coming out that I, that I think any of us would be interested in. Mm-hmm. See, here's, go ahead. No, I'm just thinking about I'm stuck on Battlestar Galactica, and I'm just going to say this: it, I'm looking at it, and it's one thing to have reboots of stuff where it feels like there's more story to tell, mm-hmm. but with the way BSG ended, it didn't feel like there's a lot more story to tell. It felt like it was just over. So right. are they just going but to have a lot a of rehash? the fans? A lot of the fans were not happy with the last. Um, season. Well, heck, I wasn't either, but I mean, they can't possibly be just going to do one season, right? Maybe they could just rewrite it in a way that would make the fans happier. There are still groups, just like, you know, Star Wars fans and Star Trek fans. There are still Battlestar Galactica fans out there and their little groups that still... There may be even, I don't know, I need to look it up. Maybe there's a Battlestar Galactica podcast. I don't know. <laughs> there's some super fans out there. So Sure. Uh, sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I didn't make any friends on our BSG podcast then. I'm sure you did not. <laughs> but that's coming out. But then we also have, there's one movie that I'm kind of sort of curious about, and that's um, Terminator Dark Fate, because Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger are going to return to that movie. And that comes out on November 1st. So, kind of interested in that. Curious. Yeah. It's curious. Joker or no Joker then? Oh, yeah, that movie. (laughs) Wow, based on that response. (laughs) It looks horrid. I mean, I've said that. We've talked about it in the past. And I just, I still don't think, who wants, like, the Joker is supposed to kind of be an enigma. You don't don't really want to know his backstory. And so... I don't. I'm not excited about it at all. I think it's going to botch the whole thing, and it looks horrible. You? What are your thoughts? Uh, I the Linda, Linda Hamilton returning to the Terminator series has me intrigued. Yeah. I'll probably just. I probably will go see Joker just because, like, I almost feel like I have to. Yeah, I know. Same. Yeah. I'm probably going to. I don't know. Maybe it'll surprise me. Yeah, I don't think so. But like, I'm not looking forward to it. But I, it's one of the things I went and saw Dark Phoenix, X Men Dark Phoenix, and I was eh, like, I felt obligated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll probably see it too, just because. I am interested. Endgame came on DVD today, so I got that. Uh, that arrived in the mail today. So nice. So I will be showing the that. Proud to owner. Yeah. The proud owner. We're showing it to the boys to see what they think. And then we spoke about this, but I did get to speak to uh, Jonas, who is the actor that plays Chewie while I was at Dragon Con. And um, I got to ask him what he thought the overall theme of The Rise of Skywalker was going to be. And he, uh, Brian, the puppeteer, I asked him to. He was was also there. Um, He wouldn't talk about it. But Jonas said that basically we would get closure, whatever that means. Which maybe means nothing. Maybe that was a safe response, but it could mean everything as well. So, 
I'm sure they've been coached on what they can say. I don't know. Jonas has said a lot of things he shouldn't have said. He's kind of like a a wild card, and he's not. He said he talks a lot about things that he's not supposed to be talking about. How do you know? I've just one of the few things I've reviewed. Yeah. Just okay. So, online. did he say anything at DragonCon that we should know about besides closure? No, because nobody asked. Believe it or not, during the panel, nobody asked him about episode nine. But me, I was the only person that asked about that. Everybody else was asking him, you know, how did it feel to play Chewie? You know, basic questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Seriously? Yeah. There were not a lot of serious Star Wars fans there, obviously, by the questions that were being asked. It was kind of disappointing. Well, you know... There's another podcast that was there, and they were doing episode nine speculation, and I really wish you'd gone to that panel. But yeah, know. I missed it because I was there with friends and kind of getting, you know, pulled in a lot of different directions. So yeah, yeah, interesting. I know I hated to miss it. I should have just kind of ducked out, did my own thing. But it was a lot of fun, <laughs> as always. Dragon Con is the best place to people watch. Yeah. Saw a lot of amazing costumes. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, I'm glad you had fun at Dragon Con. And anything else going on? Interesting? Uh, no? no? We've all got these, like, mm, work. I'm yeah. going to Dallas at the end of the month for work. It's that, end, it's that end of summer lull, right? It's that, end, you know, kind of like the shift. You're getting back in the swing of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I don't know what y'all are talking about. I work all year round. Yeah, but it's just like, <laughs> but, no, like mentally, you, do, you don't still feel like there's a shift after summer? No. Really? <laughs> I, I don't know. All year round. <laughs> I work all year round, too. But, yeah, there's a shift for me. No, you don't. Yes, I do. What? Yes, I do. You get like two weeks off during all the No, I get breaks. one week off. Thank you very much. Europeans get August off. It's just us that work that work. I know, it sucks. It yeah. sucks. America, mm-hmm. like and it's Yeah. Yeah. Stop right Giggy there. Podcast. Nothing to serious yeah. to hear here. No politics. <laughs> no politics here. Nothing serious to hear. Okay. So what is the meat and potatoes again tonight? Well, the Today? meat potato the meat and potatoes it, um, involves two movies: Revenge of the Sith and Solo, because we've watched those in the interim. But I did want to tell y'all about a new theory that is out yes. for the Rise of Skywalker, and which is an interesting theory. And I think now is a great time to. Uh... It's very interesting. Okay, so. It's brand new, as in, I listened to it on a podcast yesterday morning that just aired. Like, it was published yesterday, and it was next up in my feed, and I was listening to it on the way to work. And I was like, because I did work. And so... Half a day. (laughs) Work a whole day on Mondays and Wednesdays. Anyway, um, so, the podcast is What the Force what the force is hosted by marie claire gould she's a canadian and she really likes to have these really in-depth metatextual discussions about star wars i enjoy in-depth metatextual discussions about star wars so 
naturally, it's a very natural fit for me to listen to What the Force. And she's had, she comes out every week and she's done some great podcasts, interviews with Jason Fry, who wrote The Last Jedi novelization. She just interviewed Zariah, what's her last name? She just wrote The Crash of Fates book, which is a Galaxy's Edge book. And so she, she's gotten numerous people, very interesting discussions. Like she's talked about the music of Star Wars, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so. The podcast from last week was about the myth of the Minotaur, and she had on an English teacher, and he teaches the middle grades, and he said that most of his boys tend to gravitate towards this Minotaur myth. And the Minotaur myth, according to this English teacher, and oh, I can't remember his last name, his first name is Josh, he said that sort of the next thing with the myth of the Minotaur was the Tristan and Isolde myth. Marie Claire took that information, started thinking about it, and, and one of the questions is, especially for my corner of the fandom, how do you redeem Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren in just one movie and potentially make him a romantic hero? And, you know, do you have that kind of time? And she feels like she figured it out. And it's based on the Tristan and Salt myth, basically, that you have an older magician figure. Does that sound like anyone we've ever heard of? Older okay. magician? Yoda? Entross. <laughs> Entross. Let, let me be more specific. An evil older Palpatine. magician. Palpatine. Thank you. Who wants the young, powerful maiden as his sort of could be symbolic bride, but however you want to put it as sort of a, a mate, right? And it could not, it might not be like marriage, but it's still a, 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 a partnership. And in Tristan and Isolt and, and in other iterations of this myth, there is the third person that comes along and, and, um, doesn't necessarily save the maiden, but provides this sort of way out and she takes it. And Marie Claire thinks that's the direction in which this is going. She thinks that Palpatine wants Ray, right? And that might be the source of this whole dark Ray thing because she's dressed like a, a bride except in black, right? And she doesn't think that Palpatine wants Kylo at all, that he's basically done with the Skywalkers because that whole, you know, throwing him down a, a ventilation shaft thing. And so that's sort of, that's Marie Claire's take on it. And I wonder if she's not right. I actually think she is. And some examples of this myth that you would probably be familiar with. First of all, Aladdin. So you remember Jafar, the evil old sorcerer who mm -hmm. wanted, oh gosh, what's her name? Jasmine. Jasmine. Jasmine, right? And then here's Aladdin. You have the three girls, Sally. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. So you've got the evil old magician who wants Jasmine, and they even have that vision of her in the dark clothes and the whole nine yards. And then you've got Aladdin on the other side, and eventually she makes the way out of it with Aladdin at her side, right? So this is something that we've seen before in, in fairy tales and all that stuff. So it's an iteration that we've seen many times before. 
my own thought, and I don't think Marie Claire articulated this exactly, but you and I were standing on the street yesterday, and I did articulate it to you, Melissa, when I said that I wondered if Ben uh, wouldn't be possessed himself and kill himself to save the galaxy and potentially Ray, and then I wondered if Ray wouldn't bring him back. Which is something and that in, does happen in myth. Order to do that, um, I said that this might be an explanation, could be possibly an explanation of why we see her kind of as a Sith, um, is because if Kylo knew that, and it seems like he would have to, um, maybe he would train her in the dark side of the Force because Palpatine says that the only one who can bring you can only bring back someone if you're trained in the dark side of the force Mm -hmm. like it's not something you can do as a jedi Mm -hmm. he's he literally says the ability is not something that can be learned from a jedi he literally says that in revenge of the sith so then you gotta take you gotta believe you gotta believe palpatine right who's not necessarily the most reliable trustworthy individual, right. but <laughs> well, darksiders then, are generally pretty honest in their t- sayings. They just they'll just tell you in a way that makes it hurt the worst. Right. But that being said, that might not be something you would learn from the Jedi, right? But that doesn't um, mean that a Jedi couldn't do it. It just means that that wouldn't be something that the Jedi would approve of. Right. Well, right, because like, but in the end, the Jedi do learn immortality mm-hmm. through force. But they ghosts. consider it like force ghosts, yeah. But like bringing back someone from the dead, they consider that unnatural. Right. So, so but I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I, I think this uh, it's a really good theory because it also ties in with how they 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 put Palpatine as Vader's father and using you know enforcing the you know, space Jesus Anakin, mm-hmm. right? If you use Ray as a vehicle, and, and I mean, like, literally a vehicle for his delivery, like, maybe he can't hear me out. Because remember... I'm just trying to, I'm trying to understand that. I'm not so, understanding so exactly. If he could, so, so imagine Palpatine is now, a, we'll say, a dark side force ghost. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't okay. have a physical body. Like, he's attached right. to something. He's attached to which we're going to call an ob- just because the, an object. the, the dark side the ob- the dark side does use you know actual physical objects, so he's attached to this dark side physical object. We'll say the shell of the um you know the Death Star. Right. What if he's trying to you know somehow get out of that that physical object, and he needs somebody to reach across, and you know and then be physically born again like Vader was born you know from the, you know the quote unquote virgin birth. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's, and that's why Ray is essential. Well, if Ray was always the point of this, like to um to be the to you know to be the delivery, you know, to birth him again, he's going to come back. His immortality is being reborn. Mm. Well, so, I will say, I mean. I- all right, first of all, let me say, with regards to this podcast, I really encourage anyone who's remotely interested in this to download that What the Force podcast. You can find it on almost all these po- all the podcatchers. You can certainly find it on iTunes if that's where you're listening to us. And, you know, just 
download it, listen to it, because she certainly articulates it much better than I do. I'm just sort of repeating what she was saying. And so I just want to say that. Now, that having been said, I don't, I don't know that, that Marie Claire's theory was exactly like that. I see where you're going, Frankie, but I'm not sure that's exactly how that myth plays out. Uh, and it might be interesting. It's going to be interesting no matter what to see how that plays out. I think one of the things that Marie Claire was just trying to point out was that, and and one of the things that she mentioned was when you're watching Return, or excuse me, The Last Jedi, and you were in that theater, everybody was cheering Kylo when he killed Snoke, right? Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. you're watching that and you're like, yes, he's dead. And, and everybody is on Kylo's side at that point, right? Mm-hmm. He did the right thing. And so it, w- there could be a similar situation in some, in some iteration where everyone is cheering Kylo because he's taking out or helping to take out Palpatine, who is described you know, as this black hole in the force. So, you know, that would be a way to both simultaneously redeem him and make him a romantic hero. And I know there are plenty of people who don't buy into that, but I'm I'm pretty darn sure that's where this is going. And, you know, I'll I'll go down with that ship with my magic light laser no, sword in hand. So that's fine. I'll stick with the sinking ship if it sinks. But I don't think it's gonna sink. So there's a lot yeah. to get done in this movie. Like I said, yeah. I, I, mean, I don't, I don't think there's any, <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt that this is going to be a lengthy movie. Any doubt. Like I can't yeah. imagine that this isn't going to be a movie with some serious length on it. So yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but it's a good theory. So it, Check it out. If you get a chance, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So Anakin was thought to be the chosen one, but do we think it's going to be Kylo or Rey or both? Who exhibits the most balance? Well, I think, I think, and, and, and I'm with that theory, like I'm totally on board with that theory. I think they represent the divine couple. If you go back to um, another another podcast called Sky Talkers, they always say, look to the animation department for the future of Star Wars. I think if you watch the Mortis arc of the Clone Wars and like really absorb the Mortis arc of the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. I think that Ray and and Ben are are the divine couple. That's what I think. Interesting. All right. Well, and it's not that Anakin's not the chosen one, by the way. It's just I think. I I just think that there's more to it than that. That's all. That's all. Are we going to talk about Revenge of the Sith? And Solo. And Solo? Well, you know what? Let me ask this question about Revenge of the Sith and Solo. I watched them in fairly rapid succession. Mm -hmm. And... For me, these two movies, there, there are a couple things that I want to say. First of all, they both, to me, felt like Star Wars movies. And mm-hmm. two, they were so very different. 
But yeah. they both felt like Star Wars movies. And it's not necessarily about the time between production, but more about the content. Right? Because right. Sith is so heavily focused on the Force side of the plots, but but Solo is more heavily focused and almost solely focused on sort of the, the CD underside the of the, the Star War, right? The not spiritual side of the Star War. And I thought that was a really interesting juxtaposition of movies to have chronologically speaking. So yep. is that is that something y'all could agree with? Do you think I'm out in left field? I'm just No, they totally both felt like Star Wars movies to me too. I heard from someone, some reviewer, I don't even remember who now, I'm sorry, whoever you are, but that um, Solo felt more like it was trying to just appeal to all the fans and felt more corporate and not, you know, just didn't have a lot of character like some of the older and even newer Star Wars movies have or exhibit. How do you feel about that, Sally? Your face is telling me everything, but our listeners can't see your face. I don't get that at all. I mean, I think there was there was some fan service, right? Of course, there's fan service. Mm-hmm. But I think it really answered sort of a lot of questions and added a real fabric to the galaxy far, far away. Like, it added some interesting stories to the galaxy far, far away. If it, Even if it's only talking about L3, mm-hmm. right? I mean... Yeah. I I feel like I mean sure it's corporate sure it it's trying to get people to watch it but give me a break man I mean that's that's I think that's pretty I think it's pretty harsh it was a man by the way Frankie how do you feel about that of course it <laughs> Frankie's throwing his hands up <laughs> you know you know Frankie I usually look at things from the male gaze for whatever reason because i'm a dude so don't i'm not picking at you or no i I, out there i i I was actually saying i like how sally are i like how sally articulated that as you you know she you know like i did feel like the the sip was very force heavy um solo solo was enjoyable it's just one of those movies that are it's, it's hard for me right so i have a theory about why solo is so hard for you why? Because Han Solo is your favorite character. Yes. And I think that because he's your favorite character, nothing they could do is really going to live up to what you wanted Han Solo's backstory to be. Uh, that's very... And I'm, It's not a good or a bad. I think it's just a thing, right? That's Yeah, I'm not... I'm, I wouldn't disagree with that. I wouldn't disagree with that statement at all. Like, um... Because I, I, when I rewatched it, and I, this is, you know, I think I've watched it four times now. Um, I've liked it more each time. Mm-hmm. And I actually find myself, I'm actually, I would actually want more mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, would me like, too. I would like them to take the Han Solo story right up until Luke meets him in the bar. It meets him in the cantina. So oh, well, actually, Ben Ben meets him in the cantina. 
that's where I would end a soloist. Like, I would take it to there. Yeah, or like, he runs up on an old dude. We're going to Tatooine, and he runs up on this old dude in Tatooine kind of thing. Yeah, I would take him all the way up to there. Well, I've heard it. I've heard people say, and I tend to agree with them, that this may have been a better choice for a limited series on Disney+. Plus. I think it would have been. And I think, and I think it also would have been an easier sell if it hadn't been a Memorial Day release, if it had been another Christmas release. But that's that's neither here nor there. It's over and done with. Iger made a bad choice, right? With right. that, so so. And I, I'll say probably a lot of people, um, you know, would have the same criticisms of Solo. It's just not going to live up to mm-hmm. your, you know, what I grew up in my mind. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but I do think that I think one of the reasons why Solo still felt like a Star Wars movie to me was the music was still very Star Warsy. Mm-hmm. And that is one of those connective threads that sort of runs through to me all of the Star Wars movies. The music all has similar sound. And I know, I for Giacchino was the one who did, was it Powell? Was it John Powell that did the music for Solo? I think it was John Powell. But... John Williams did the did the music, of course, for Revenge of the Sith, and the, and he's sort of the quintessential Star Wars director or music person. Yes, but he didn't do Rogue One. He didn't do Solo, but he did do one song for Solo. Was it? I think it was Han Solo's theme, and that's all well and good. I just I feel like there's a similarity to the music that helps make these these movies feel like Star Wars. Whether it's the opening fanfare or whatever, that always makes me feel like I'm about to watch a Star Wars movie. And one of the things I kind of missed with Solo was there was no scroll. Right? Right. Instead, we have these kind of weird PowerPoint, you know, if you're going to do this, just give me a scroll. Because Mm -hmm. I'm not sure we needed that um, exposition at the start of Solo. I think... You could have just started with Lady Proxima and called it a day. I'm not sure you need to tell us about Lady Proxima beforehand. Right. So. They did a good job with the creative beast, too. I was a big fan of the Karelian beast or dogs or hounds or whatever you wanted to call them. I thought they were, were, you know, I mean, Star Wars always has some weird little critters. Yeah, Yeah, the creature shop does a good job. Yeah. And um, yeah. that was a really good one. Better mm-hmm. than some of the other ones, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so going back to Sith, how do we feel about Sith as a follow-on from from Attack of the Clones? And next, actually, maybe the first question is, over what amount of time did you feel like Revenge of the Sith took place? It's kind of a trick question. Like, the movie Revenge of the Sith, did it take place over a few days, a few weeks, a few months, a year, what? I think it was like in a day, wasn't it? Wasn't it it like a day or two? What did it feel like? It felt a lot longer. It felt forever. Yeah. Yeah. But, if I'm remembering correctly, it was like three days. It's only like three days, yeah. Yeah. They cram a lot into it in those three days. Yeah, he goes... Bad fast? He goes yeah. bad fast. Like, yeah. he didn't struggle with it. Uh, and he just believed 
as Sith Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff like that. I would have liked. Yeah, we uh, we've discussed that in length already. Like, I would have liked. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, to be fair, he's got, he, in this case, Anakin, has got Obi-Wan on the one hand, not exactly preaching, but kind of preaching this very limiting philosophy, and, and Anakin is chafing at the bit to be with his wife and all of this stuff, and everything seems to not be going his way. It's like people are deliberately trying to hold him down. Well, that's not the case, but it's probably what it feels like for someone who's in his early, mid-twenties, I guess. I don't know. I mean, maybe it just felt that way to him. It's so childish. Well, I mean, yeah, it is. It is childish. I'm not saying... I'm I'm not defending Anakin exactly. I'm just saying maybe from his perspective, that's how that went down. Yeah. But you're also, again, talking about myth that is supposed to speak to people who, you know, the the difficulties in growing up. Like, you know, I've said before, maybe, maybe, let's just be honest, maybe Anakin's just not that smart. That was obviously a decision made in, like, passion and a passionate moment, like a quick decision. Yeah. That I, scene, that scene, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, whenever he's like, just giving in to him. Like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. And you could see the remorse on his face while he was doing it. He didn't look convinced of his de- his own decision. But mm-hmm. I'll be daggum, he's going to follow through and then murder every yeah. Jedi youngling in the temple. Yeah. Every youngling in the temple. I mean... So, I mean, and that's the other thing. There is another, there's like a Star Wars video crowd, and the main commentator made the comment about how Vader had a charming evil or something like that. His evil was charming, and I was like, mass murder of children isn't charming to Mm -hmm. me. Not even a little bit. Like, no, 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 no. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. But yeah, that was, he used the word charm to describe Vader's evil. Well, again, it was one of those passionate, not well thought out decisions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, other than that hideous act, I can kind of get on board with the, you know, he's got, He's got reasons <laughs> for being who he is. And much like you want to see Kylo redeemed, you know, I felt for Vader. I felt for Anakin. I, you know, I didn't agree with some of the hideous things he did, but I, I really had a heart for him. Obviously, he's my number one pick mm-hmm. um, character-wise. Okay, well, in watching Sith, Mm-hmm. I told y'all about the fan theory that Palpatine stole Padme's life to keep Vader alive. Right. What do you think? Yeah, I, I specifically, I, when I was rewatching the, the next time, I, I tried to pay attention to that, and I, I, I still don't. I don't buy it. Like, 
I get so it. you think Padme just died of a broken heart? Oh my God, I gave birth to two kids. I believe my husband still has good at him, but I'm just going to die here. You think that's what So you think did? Palpatine took her life to save... It's a fan theory. It's that a fan he theory. Stole is that her he's... life in order to save Vader's because Vader was on... Or Anakin it, was on death's door. It, it goes mm-hmm. back to that same the same conversation you were having. Well, the same thing where you were going earlier about how the... Um, a Jedi the wouldn't dark, do it. A Jedi, the Jedi wouldn't do it. The dark right. side would do that. Um, that's interesting. I don't think you've mentioned that theory to me before, uh, but it would make for much better writing it, than, I mean, than it's, what it's, was given to presented to us. I could, I understand it, but like this, the, like the timing of it, it just doesn't work out because it just the timing of it just doesn't work. It just well, she dies it. right as yeah, it worked. It pretty, yeah. it, it's happening right about the same time. You know what I mean? But it seems like She's dying like as he is waking up in that Vader suit. She is dying giving birth to these kids for no apparent reason. Like the med droid is like, she's just fading away. We can't we can't do anything to save her. And she's naming the kids with her last breath and saying they're still good in him and dying. Oh, it's a huge hole. This this shouldn't have happened, right? Like, for a woman as strong as Padme, yeah, I just can't. I'm just, I can't get there. I cannot get there that somehow she's going to give birth to two children who are going to need a mother. Yeah, and she just, well, I give up. That, uh, uh-uh. mm. I don't know. You say that, but you know how I like to make comparisons in real life. But here we have like people like. Anthony Bourdain, for example, who's living an amazing life, traveling the world, meeting lots of people, eating wonderful food, and he took his own life. We all thought he was pretty strong, I bet. He seemed like a strong character. But sometimes I think that's a front. Like, the strength sometimes, even in real life, people put on a front. Sure, but but Padme... It's I, I, was just, just, I would have liked to have seen an example of that somewhere else where you could just steal a life. Like, like, no, no, hear me out. Like, where do you see, like, cause he, like, you think about Luke meditating, you know, to project himself, like to steal, to steal in life while somebody's giving birth to forcefully force somebody to give up on life. Yeah. It's a stretch. We are not given a lot of information to yeah. like even think that that's a possibility. It's definitely a stretch. It's the worst scene. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's the worst scene. That's the worst of the whole movie. I enjoyed the lightsaber fight between Obi Wan and Vader at that point. I do. I did. I thought it was really funny. You know, there's a couple parts where you're laughing because, like, oh, like the um, like it would have been so hot they would have melted if they were that close to lava, right? Like they they would have you know. The, the metal, like you gotta suspend some disbelief with that. But as far as just watching that lightsaber battle, really enjoyed that. Um, but I don't know. The, I, I will, I will agree with you completely that she would not have quit on her kids. Period. It's full stop. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting theory. I like it. And I don't think I don't. You know, I don't. You know, I'll go Harry Potter on this. Remember, like his his you know his muggle his his muggle mom. 
loving him, protecting him, like same thing. Palpatine wouldn't have been strong enough to suck the life out of her. Well, I mean, with Voldemort, yeah, her giving her Muggle-born, but she's still a witch. Um, his Muggle-born mother, that mother's love was enough to save him from from Voldemort. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, it slap. Wait, have you finished Harry Potter? Not yet. Okay, I won't spoil it. Um. Although the spoiler time is up on Harry Potter, man. Just saying. You know, I, I, I really do. And that's another thing. When you look at um, popular stories and all that stuff, love is this integral part. And Anakin and Padme's story is one of the reasons why I feel so strongly that the sequel trilogy has a job to do. And one of those jobs the sequel trilogy has to do is to redeem romantic love. Because it's got to happen. Right? The original trilogy redeems familial love because Anakin is willing to kill his master and come back from 30, 20 plus years of being an awful man in the galaxy and the enforcer for the emperor where he's done horrible things, he's willing to come back for that for the love of his son. Right? Never mind that he... I mean, he has spent, according to comics, if I'm, if I'm hearing correctly, he has spent, you know, a lot of that time trying to find ways to bring Padme back because, of course, the Emperor didn't, like, follow through on his promises. And so there's that. And I feel like the sequel trilogy has got to redeem romantic love. And there's only one couple here to do that. I, I Period. I just don't see any other options for redeeming romantic love. Because Han and Leia don't do it. No. They don't do it. And a force user, like, a force users have to demonstrate that they can have that same kind of love as well, I think. So... That's my thought process on that. But I thought that was important. Um, and I really... I, I the, For what it's worth, I think George Lucas, just his official line on Padme's death is she died of a broken heart. And I don't... If George Lucas says it, fine. George Lucas says it. He, he's a creator. But, man, it'd be so much better. So much better. Here's the deal. They could have just made her sick. Yeah. They could have just made her sick. And they couldn't, uh, like an incurable sickness. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing you can do to save it. She was, she was breathing in that air on Mustafar and being pregnant. It just wasn't, she couldn't, you know what I mean? Yep. Or they could, or Anakin could have actually, like, when he was force choking his wife that he adored. Ugh, I hated that scene. I hated it so much. That was the worst. So when he's he's attempting to murder his wife and infant children or, you know, almost full right. children. Pregnant freaking wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So really he's he's totally redeemable. And so when he's trying to kill his wife who he adores, um, that could have had consequences, right? 
-hmm. beyond, oh, you're breaking my heart, Anakin. Here's the thing that I don't even understand. Like, he blew his own line because Luke says to Leia, do you remember our mother? And she says yes. Like, dude, you wrote the other movie. You wrote the other movie. How did you? Mm hmm So. I know. I know. But then again. Somebody should have been like, George, George, listen, listen, I know this is how you wanted to go, but uh, can't do it. Yeah, come on with let me give you a little help. <laughs> well, I think he surrounded himself with yes men. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And it's rarely a good idea to surround yourself with yes people. Hallelujah. Oh, I have wondered. I have wondered, though, if they're going to clean it up in this next movie with Padme being a force ghost to baby Leia. Hmm. Interesting. It it I up. think we're more likely to see Force Ghost Anakin. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that yeah. that's not going to happen, by the way. I'm not saying I wouldn't enjoy that happening. I'm just saying I think it's more likely we would see Force Ghost Anakin. I mean, haven't we already seen him at events? Like, Yeah, we have. But which he, he make does the, it seem as though he's going to be a part of this? Well, he's been, uh, he's been at the convention circuit for a while, though. Has he made the cast list? No. That's a massive spoiler. They wouldn't put that on yeah. there. And I will also say that I think we might see Force Ghost Han. I wouldn't doubt that. I think I would agree with that. Like, I think that because we can't have Force Ghost Carrie, Force Ghost Leia, because Carrie Fisher... I think that they're going to have to bring Han back to help redeem Ben. And I could see, I mean, everyone watching the TFA saw Han forgive Ben for what he did, but Ben hasn't forgiven himself. And I think Han is going to have to come back and say, kid, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Touch his face again and remind people that Han forgave his son immediately for that. So, I really think that. Because Han Solo did not walk out on that bridge and die for his son to die unredeemed. I don't accept that. I don't accept that. Period. I won't accept it. I will throw popcorn at the screen. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. But to kind of talk about Han makes me flip back. Like there's like, when you said it should have been a miniseries because there's still people from the Hans series that I would like to know you know like more about and like see more characters of. So I want to see where Kira goes. I want to see. Yes, Kira. Right. You know, By the way, that's a good story. That's a Han, good story. But you know, and, and I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but in that book, the last shot, the flashback Han is still kind of whimpering over Kira. Yep. So obviously he doesn't know what's happened to Kira. And I think that's important. Like she just well and truly disappears out of his life, which is important. But Melissa, what were you saying? So oh, nothing important. I was just going to say that I went to try and find a Darth Vader Funko pop because Sally has ruined me. And now I'm a collector. I have Thanks, two. Sally. Would you like one? <laughs> well, I couldn't find one, so I got a... But I did find a Kira one, and I was really excited about it. Mm. Well, I have an extra if you'd like one. 
You have two of the same one? I have two Darth Vader's, yeah. One's the in same. my office and one's at home. Well, duh. Yeah. Couldn't buy one. Yeah. No, my husband bought two for me. He said one was for my office and one was for home, but I can I can make that sacrifice for my friend, oh, best oh, friend oh. of 30 years. You have a good husband. You do have a good husband. Mm-hmm. You found me one of those? He has his moments. Well, you found him for me, so I'm not sure. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm good at finding husbands for my friends, but just not for myself. Hmm. Curious. Okay, so <laughs> do we want to move on to talk a little more specifically about Solo? Sure. Okay, so Melissa, do you remember where Solo was on your list of movies your oh, list heaven. of star wars movies i think it was number five for me i think you and i had it the same like number five or so really yeah I, I think it was well, i think we had it the same so i felt like you liked it fairly well and and i know that you really are intrigued by kira so why yeah, did think... you like kira so well aside from you know her wandering off with darth maul at the end Right. Well, I mean, before we saw this most recent trailer for episode nine, Kira was the only possible potential female Sith in the cinematic universe that we've seen or, you know, been led to believe maybe would happen. Mm -hmm. So that intrigued me. And then plus, you know, her tough, she's had a tough life and we didn't really get to see a lot about how she got to where she did. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just one of those things kind of like, I guess, Frankie with Boba Fett, you know, we don't get to see a lot of his story and we don't get to see a lot of Kira's story. And, but she's one of those characters that's intriguing and I just want to know more about her. Okay. Frankie. How she? Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Just how she got to where she... I was just reiterating. Oh, okay. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay, so Frankie, you thought it was okay the first time you saw it, but you've seen it four times, and it's aged better for you every time? Yeah. Yeah, it has. Um, I said, like I said, the first... And you you hit the nail on the head. I did... I had had an expectation, because it's Han Solo. It's Han Solo, right? Right. My favorite character. um, And... It's gotten better. Like I said, you know, I'll always, my, my personality is one that would always question to do more, do things slightly different, but it's gotten better on me. It's grown on me. And like I said, and it's made me want to know more about, especially some of the side characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love for them, hopefully with this Disney plus, they'll do some one offs or mini series off based off the of solo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're going to do with Rogue one. Why not do solo movie the same way? Because, mm-hmm. like you said, like the, the taking the Kira Darth Maul, mm-hmm. that has to be a great miniseries. Like they're going to do with Ben, mm-hmm. Ben Kenobi, you know, do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Marauder Group, um, mm-hmm. take that. Where do they go with the Kyber crystals? Mm-hmm. I mean, not the Kyber crystals. The um, sorry, I'm reading. Um, I'm reading uh, Master and Apprentice right now, so Ky- Kyber crystals <laughs> in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though you the said that, I knew what you're talking about. The hyperfuel. Yeah, the hyperfuel. <laughs> they, where do they go with the hyperfuel after that? How does how does that you know how does that start the rebellion? Mm-hmm. To me, I'm a series on that. You know, how does that you know, end up with Mon Mothra or 
little mm-hmm. things like that. I would love to see fill in a lot of the gaps. Mm-hmm. Because Infus Nest is intriguing, isn't she? Yes. And see, I was more intrigued by Infus Nest than I was Kira, although that that underestimates my interest in Kira by saying that. But I really was super intrigued by Infus Nest nest because I was not expecting that. And a lot of people were expecting that because her theme implied something feminine. Her theme implied something young. But I'm not as good with music, I guess. And so I didn't necessarily pick up on it. She pulled that mask off and I was like, wait, what? Because I was expecting not that. Yeah, I don't know what I I was expecting, but it wasn't that. It was a surprise. And so, you know, maybe that makes me... By the way. Is it Nest? I thought it was Nest. Infus Nest. Okay, thank you. So I was really intrigued by that character, I think, because she was so different than what I had expected that character to be. And and the group that she led, I was very intrigued by that group. But I also really liked Kira because she's an excellent example of a strong woman who who in her own choices and is, you know, and she lives with those choices. And I thought that was that was a um, an interesting kind of example to set and an interesting thing to show in a Star Wars movie. The other thing was that theory that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. There's a form of that theory, or there's a form of that myth even in this movie. Because she, Kira, is tied to the older magician. Older evil magician, magician, and she goes with him instead of with Han, the young, the young attractive one. She goes with the Dark Union. And I've seen it as I saw someone post that on Twitter because like Star Wars Raylo Twitter was like alive with this theory after it after that podcast dropped. And someone said, Oh, here's a solo uh, comparison and you know what that's actually true but they were actually showing with her with what's his name Dryden Voss who she killed right but the <coughs> parallel works in my head even better with her going off to Maul rather than staying with Han Solo like she makes the choice to go with the Dark Union as opposed to the Divine Union which is sort of an interesting thought how many years were they separated Who's that? Han? Five. Three? Five. Three. Mm-hmm. Three, that's three. right. Three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a lot can happen in three years. Right, but it's, yeah. yeah Feelings right. change. Yes. In romantic relationships when you're separated for three years. Yes, but that wasn't, but that wasn't, that's not my point. But anyway, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. But I did oh. like Kira a lot. Okay, so... Frankie, can you explain why you think you like it better on repeated viewings? I'm less emotional about it, I guess. Does that make sense? Like, the first time I saw it, I just kind of felt like it fell a little bit flat. Excuse me, like a splutter. It's just, but like, since then, I've seen it more and I'm like, all right, I can just see the detail more and I'm not, when I first saw it, I was like, no, Chewie wouldn't act like that and. I remember. Chewie's yeah, not a cannibal. Really upset no, about Chewie's that. not a cannibal. Like, Chewie is not a cannibal. Eating uh, humans, which is not necessarily making a cannibal. That's what I said. But anyway, eating a sentient being is not something we do. You do eat? Do you eat dolphin? 
No. People do. Mai Mai all the time. Yeah, and that in that's no my no, I'm not talking my my is not flipper. Right, but <laughs> we eat tuna and that tuna, tuna is not a sentient ant. I'm talking about something but that has a conscious thought that it has Hey, there are people in Korea that grow breed dogs to eat. Anyway, move along. Yes. Yes. There are plenty. Pig, there are plenty of people that eat dogs horses. Dogs and pigs are the same intelligence. I'm talking about something that can use tools. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So You're that, getting called so up and chewy again. So yeah. So um. So that 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 mess with me, and so I guess I just kind of got past it. Um, I got past a lot of it to be honest with you. Just seeing it over again, I don't know if it desensitized to me and just made me appreciate the things about the movie that are good. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to be perfect. None of the movies are perfect in, in you know, my mind. I, I have my own script in my own mind, as we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure I would hate your version of Star Wars, just for the record. But anyway, go ahead. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm pretty sure I if I will, I would not enjoy your your version either. I know. I, can't I think wait I would like a Tross. blend of the two of yours. I can't wait for I- Tross. <laughs> I'm very much, you know, you're right. I do enjoy the darker, like the darker movies are my favorites. Rogue One's awesome. So, which is next up, by the way. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. I, I enjoy the darker movies. It just seems, they seem grittier. They seem, you know, something about that I enjoy. Um, so yeah, that's, that's about all I can say about that as far as that goes. Um, like I said, I would, I would like to see more. Well, you know, Solo is pretty gritty. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, let's be frank; it's pretty gritty. Yeah, and it, yeah, I'm glad I mean, they you were see the the dirty. Was, wasn't the original directors fired because it was silly? Yeah, they were fired because um, Lawrence Kasdan felt like they were making an Ace Ventura movie, and the right. star of is it Aaron Aldenreich? Was that his name? Mm-hmm. He felt like he was being directed to make, you know, uh, basically a Jim Carrey flick, which was not what they had in mind. So they basically right. had to back up and punt. Yeah. So, That's hideous. I'm so glad they did back up and punt because mm-hmm. I would have been very disappointed. Yes. I liked Solo. I liked Solo from the first time I saw it. So, you know, for whatever reason, I liked Solo. I did too. So, yeah. But I can understand, like, you get this vision in your head about what a movie should be when you're really attached to a character or a storyline. And then, you know, I do do think it would have been, I think, you know, you can clear, I don't say clearly. But the reshoots, like, there's de- something that is definitely lost inside the movie by the fact they had to go back and do so much reshooting. It mm-hmm. probably it probably would have been a smoother movie is the best, mm-hmm. best way to put it, instead of having to go back and do all the reshoots. But I think they did, a, you know, Ron Howard did do a good job. They would have made a lot more money. Mm-hmm. Right. If Ron Howard would have directed it from beginning to end, I think it would have been, and they would have released it at a better time. I think if they just released it at Christmas instead of instead of June or or instead of Memorial Day, they would have at least made money, you know. Um, as a, I mean, I really think, and I think that it's enjoying actually quite a bit of success as a streaming movie and as 
uh, to DVD. I think it's it's done much better now, right? Like people right. are discovering it in much the same way you're kind of discovering the movie for the you're rediscovering the movie and you've kind of forgiven it for maybe some of the things that you didn't love about it. But I thought right, like I said, I, I've I've been willing to rewatch Solo, where like I force myself to watch the prequels. Mm, mm. Interesting. Interesting. You were like, I have to watch this because I'm the one who said we had to watch all of these movies before. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that's it. You know, I, 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 yeah, I probably went 10 years without rewatching the prequel. Well, now here's the thing. I went for a long time without rewatching the prequels on purpose, right? Like they might be on television in my kids are watching because they're on FX or something, but I didn't really sit down and rewatch the prequels. Yeah. But when I sat down to rewatch them, I found things to like about them. No, see, I still, so, didn't. <laughs> yeah, you still didn't. Melissa, did you find things in the prequels that you enjoyed? Like, I feel like you might have. Of course um, I did. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it. Just the the realness in the stories and the philosophy behind them. The CGI was horrid, of course, but, you know, the stories were good for the most part, mm-hmm. except for the, the acting thing. and the directing were horrible <laughs> in a lot of places. The CGI was bad. <laughs> so, but, like George Lucas and Spielberg are friends. Come on, buddy. Just like, let someone else do it. Right, I I would buy like I would buy Sally the material if she were going to do some you know the needlework. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be the thing, yeah. right? Know yeah. your part. <laughs> Are you referring to the blankets? Yeah, the blankets and things like that. So. Okay, for our listeners, I turned up these Star Wars blankets that people have made and I sent them to Melissa and Frankie and they were like oh Melissa was like when are we going to get ours and I said Christmas 2025 because (laughs) (laughs) they're actually crocheted those blankets are they're like picture crocheted and I mean I've thought about trying those but oh my gosh my hair be grayer than it already is oh my gosh y'all that's hard. It's so hard. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't have the patience for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I might have the patience for it, but it's the kind of stuff you have to concentrate on. Like, all right, I'm counting two She says as it. she's doing it while podcasting. I'm not doing But I'm not doing anything I have to concentrate on. <laughs> this is not concentrating. This is just mindless, mindless stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. She's making shorts, crocheted shorts. Just for you. <laughs> I thought you could wear them on Sunday after uh, The Rise of Skywalker came out. It's your Christmas gift. Sounds good. I'm in. Yeah. I thought I'd make black, basic black for you. Yeah, because it's going to be 70. Probably. It, well, you know what? Be fair. It'll be 62. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't At midnight. Know, At midnight. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be 62 at midnight. No. Okay, well, is there anything that we wanted to say specifically about these films that we have not already said? Do we want to give them, like, 
I mean, I think I enjoyed Solo more than I did Sith, but a Easily. lot of people loved Revenge of the Sith as a movie. Like, yeah, for some people, I'm it's like their favorite and all that stuff. I, I wouldn't say that it was my favorite, but I did enjoy Revenge of the Sith more so than Solo. Really? Fascinating. Yeah. I mean, is, is it that really? like a, is that it is because that wasn't how you felt when we did our rankings. So that's a new thing. So that's interesting. Um, I think probably my ranking was based a lot on old memory, old memory and um, CGI and that sort of thing. But as far as storytelling, which I, you know, I appreciated a lot. Mm hmm. I seem to remember mentioning that on that podcast. Yeah, you may have, but um, I just remember Revenge I may of the Sith being your number eight, and then yeah. your solo was like number six or five. Or yeah, something. but now that I've rewatched them both a couple of times, mm -hmm. which is why I like to do that before I have these things. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> which Sally refuses to allow me to do. Well, excuse me. <laughs> I do she's not like, refuse to allow I was like, I need more time. I need more time. And she's like, no, we're going to do it. It's better that we do it when you don't have time to do this. So, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. After further, upon further review, I think I prefer Revenge of the Sith over Solo. Nice. That's cool. I don't. But that's totally cool. Um, I, I, I would say that I like Solo better than I even like Rogue One. And, yeah, I would say that. I would say that without, without even hesitation. I think, I think I liked it because there were some fun parts and there were some really light parts to it that I really enjoyed, even though it, ha it did demonstrate sort of a gritty um, underbelly of, like, Corellia and whatnot. But there are these things that happened in that movie that are so Han Solo, right? You know, it's all fine. We're all fine here. Yeah, I've got, I've got this. And then he screws up big time. That's Han Solo. Yes. Right. That's Han Solo. And he kind of like just figures his way out of crap. And that to me, I felt like that was such a great representation of sort of where Han Solo came from. And I don't have that same kind of attachment to Han Solo, the character. And so perhaps if they had made Leia Princess of Alderaan the movie instead of the book, I might have had a similar reaction because, of course, Leia is one of my favorite characters. But it's not that I dislike Han because I don't dislike Han. But I didn't have that same kind of like Han was the character of my youth. So I didn't have that same kind of attachment to him. And so for me... It was fine that an Imperial officer gave him his name. Because to me, it just... It just worked. Like, it just worked. And so many people were really hacked off about it. Like, Salt Sands of Crate hacked off about it. And I just was like, nah, that's cool. That's cool. Why, why not? And... Yeah, I just... I did. I... I liked it, and I think I liked it for both the levity that we saw and the backstory that I didn't know I wanted for Han and the backstory I didn't know I wanted for Lando and Chewie. 
Mm-hmm. So I got those backstories that I didn't know I needed. And I also think that we may see some of the things that popped up in that movie show up again, you know, in the Reven- or the Rise of Skywalker. And it'll be interesting to see if that's true or not. Like, I'm pretty sure we'll see those dice again because they were fairly symbolic in The Last Jedi. So I would be interested to see them again in The Rise of Skywalker. So, is there anything else we want to say, friends? How many days do we have left, Sally? Less than 100. I would have to run a check, but I want to say it's 90-something. You don't know? Not off the top of my head. Um, I do have one thing for news and notes that we forgot. Star Wars Resistance. Anybody else is watching the cartoon? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that October, maybe... Fifth, sixth, something uh-huh. like that. Uh huh. So yeah, I forgot about that until you until you were talking about. It. I was like, oh wait, there isn't one more thing that's coming up in a month as well. So am uh-huh. I the only one who's watching that? No, I watch it, but I watch it. Um, I watch it like I binge watch it. It okay. is ninety three days until December nineteenth. Thank you very there you much. Go. Thank you. I knew you could do it. Yeah, um, I guess did we mention the Matrix reboot? What? Okay, oh, Matrix reboots. I, is, that's what? okay. Yeah. The other movie that I do want to see based on that, and you know how much I love Keanu Reeves, um, Bill and Ted reboot. Oh yeah, yeah, that's coming <laughs> out. But that Matrix reboot is another thing mm-hmm. that I'm definitely um, interested in. I don't know the release date i need to probably look that up frankie do you know when that release date is i know it's uh, 2022 that I sounds think. right that sounds right um or maybe 2020 am i i don't, I don't well know. next year is 2020 so they'd have be move they'd be working on it right now like filming it right now if it's mm-hmm. 2020 i think it's actually going to start filming in 2020 and if i'm remembering correctly and then it should be released by 2022, but I don't know. I'd have to look it up, but I'm really excited about it. Hmm. I am more excited about Wonder Woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, yes. Which of is course. coming out June 2020. I am Her much more celebration. excited about that. Yep. Much more excited about that than I am. Any other movie that we've mentioned or TV show that we've mentioned aside from... Aside from Star Wars. Um, and so we're all doing the Disney Plus thing, Mandalorian, all that jazz, right? Yep. yep, yep, yep. I'm not. I'm going to miss my Netflix, but it's gone. I don't know that I'm going to miss it so much. I've been looking like the past couple of nights trying to find something to watch and just been. Wait, are y'all watching Carnival Row on Amazon Prime? Is it good? Mm-hmm. It's different. Is it? It's what kind of it? like it's kind of steampunky. Orlando Bloom, they've got Faye in it, and it's like I guess it's kind of steampunky. And yeah, we're watching like one every other night or so. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a little. What's it called? Carnival. Carnival Row. Interesting. And I'm not. I tried to watch sure. the Bad Boys you guys mentioned. Yeah. 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 So that'll be one I have to watch my own. My wife did not get into that. I, I was about. I mean, yeah, of course. 
Yeah, so. I mean, I, and my my husband and I watched a couple, and he, I think he watched a couple episodes without me, but I haven't gone back to that one yet. We need to have an episode on Amazon Prime shows. Yeah, we do. And we need to have an episode on Netflix shows. So yeah. y'all can talk Stranger Things or whatever on the Netflix show, and we can, we can, we we need to have one of those. So yeah, good idea. Mm-hmm. Because those are pop culture-y. All right. Well, if there is nothing else we need to say, where can people find you, Melissa? They can find me at PaxiBabe on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you, Frankie? I am GooniFet on Twitter and Instagram. And if you would like to find me, I am Palmetta Blue on Instagram and Twitter. Frankie, how would you like to sign out this evening? I would like to sign out by saying, as always, always carry a towel. And Melissa? Truth and justice. And I would just say, may the force be with you. Bye. Bye. Good night.